Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. Hello. Dad. Yes. How are you? I'm good. Question. Yes, sir. 30 years ago this week, do you know who won the U.S. Open? Was it 1990? Yes. The U.S. Open golf? Yes. 30 years ago. I, mean, I think so. so. I don't really know who this person is, but I, I assume it's golf and that you will know who it is. So let's say, say somebody needs to be a senior guy now. It's before Tiger's Day. It wasn't Payne Stewart, was it? was not Payne Stewart. Uh, Hale Irwin. Hale Irwin. That's amazing. I can't believe you just – did you Google it? Are you looking it no, up? No, I did okay. not. That's amazing. No, I'm just thinking of senior guys, and he won like three. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know that he's name a former, at all. But Oh, no. he's he Actually, he turned out I – mean, he was a good golfer. And won, like I say, won two or three years open, but he, he was like incredible when he went to the senior tour. Just let it, let it up there. He's a former quarterback for the University of Colorado when he's in his college days. How all of this information just exists latent in your brain is amazing <laughs> to me. Usually, usually stuff that don't mean Jack, I can remember. <laughs> It's it's important stuff. It's just kind of comes and goes. Maybe you should host a trivia night. Yeah. Okay. We need to do that. Yeah. We need to have a have a Zoom one. Hey, we're doing it live now. You can play it virtually. So we'll have a Zoom call on trivia night, like moving forward. So y'all can jump in. Huh. Josh has already signed up. So you and mom should oh, okay. you and mom should sign up. Oh, okay. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to start the episode, but I just wanted to see if you would know that little piece of trivia. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Love you, Dad. I love you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. From Milieu Media Group, this is 30 Pop, a weekly peek back at the music, movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Braun. This is Season 2, Episode 25, Time Travel Trivia and Top 10 Singles. Today we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, June 23rd, 1990. Hello friends, here we are again. Another week, another opportunity to travel, albeit virtually and without DeLorean or futuristic phone booth, 30 years into the past to remember with great fondness the pop culture that shaped so many of us. As I've said many times before and say often, I love, love, love producing this show. I produce a lot of podcasts, as you may or may not know, covering a whole varied spectrum of human interest and experience, but 30 pop for reasons that are tough to articulate, is a particular favorite for me. I've discovered over the last season and a half of producing this show just how potent and addictive a drug nostalgia can be, and I'm not complaining. As always, I've brought enough for the whole class, and I am happy to share. Before we begin our journey back in time, a few 2020 updates for you. First, I want to remind you that as of the release of this episode, we are exactly one day away from the return of 30 Pop Trivia Night. That's right. Tomorrow night, Wednesday, June 24th, Trivia Night returns at House of Blues Houston and online for those of you who live elsewhere. 
You can sign yourself or your team up at 30poptrivia.com. The game will get started just a few minutes after 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I've worked really, really hard to put together a super fun and nostalgic experience, and I just can't wait to share it with you. In fact, I'll share a bit now. Just for fun, a sample question. In the first Back to the Future film, when Marty dresses in his, quote, Darth Vader costume to scare George into going along with his plan, the cassette tape he uses to wake George up is labeled what? Was it A, Eddie Van Helen, B, Edgar Von Haven, C, Edward Van Halen, or D, Ed Van H? We'll come back to that. As I mentioned a couple episodes back, Trivia Night will be bi-weekly moving forward, and each event will have its own theme. So, whereas every Trivia Night in the past was looking back exactly 30 years to whatever was happening in pop culture that month, now we'll be zeroing in on something a little more specific from 80s and 90s pop culture. I'll announce the next trivia theme on next week's episode so that you'll have some time to prep beforehand. But if you want to be among the very first to know, you can join me at the Patreon link in the show notes. As I mentioned, I produce a lot of podcasts, and I do so in addition to working a full-time job, which I love. The work I'm doing as a producer, host, editor, mixer, social media marketer, etc. is born out of a really deep desire to use the particular talents I have around production to build what I like to call a neighborhood of storytellers. The network, Milieu Media Group, has a dozen or so shows on it currently with a handful more in development and soon to release. It's a lot of work, friends. Work I love, but work that could also use your help. If you believe in the work we're doing as a network and you want to enable even more of it to happen, check out the Patreon link in the show notes. Patreon is a platform by which I can provide you with all kinds of bonus and behind-the-scenes content from this and other Milieu Media Group podcasts in exchange for your financial partnership. Literally as little as a dollar a month. Over the next few weeks, the Milieu Media Group Patreon is undergoing a bit of a makeover with new tiers and new rewards being added, so it's a really great time to join. Huge thanks to those of you who've already partnered with me over there. You just can't know how grateful I am for you. Anyway, let's get into it, shall we? 30 years ago this week, there was very little change with regard to which movies and music had all of us excited. The top film at the box office was, once again, Dick Tracy, which we covered on last week's episode. We typically see lots of action in that number one spot during the summer, as there always seems to be back-to-back blockbusters being released throughout June and July. And because with kids out of school, movie attendance skyrockets. So for any movie to hold the top spot for more than one week in the summer is pretty impressive. Also in theaters at this point in time were Back to the Future 3, Total Recall, Another 48 Hours, Gremlins 2, and these new releases. Well, I sort of have some news. Jake and I are getting married. Oh, my God! You're going to have a fantastic wedding. Wonderful. Yeah, but not big and expensive, right? No, gee, no. When I say fantastic and wonderful, I mean cheap and ugly. I can't scrimp on my daughter's wedding. You're my wife's sister's husband. You need money for the wedding, you got it. Maybe we're overextending ourselves. How many daughters have we got? Two. How are we going to make it to the second one? It's all right. Nobody likes her. I can't believe you guys are getting married. I can't even find a guy to play cards with. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, isn't she beautiful? <laughs> with this mud, mud, $1,100 shoes, they leave mud around. We're still working out the menu. 
long as there's no meat. Honey, listen, these people are going to come. They're going to give you money. Give them the food. And there won't be a priest. What the hell kind of a wedding is it without a priest, for Pete's sake? This was a sudden announcement, and I'd like to make a toast to the parents. Touchstone Pictures cordially invites you to the social event of the season, Betsy's Wedding. We can't pay for this. Oh, sure we can. Henry and I want to contribute the cake. It's so subtle you can't even taste it. Who the hell wants a cake you can't taste? This is a family of lunatics. Thank you. One daughter's a cop. I just love arresting people. The other one's from Mars. <laughs> that was beautiful. We're very proud of us. And him, he's a real peach. <laughs> Touchstone Pictures proudly presents Alan Alda. How can you be so calm like that? Madeline Kahn. Because I have that headache I get just before I throw up. Molly <laughs> Ringwald. Wait a minute. Um, I, I thought this was supposed to be a little tiny wedding. Ali Sheedy. You get these guys, push them over the hood of a car, kick their legs apart, read them their rights. I'm high for the rest of the day. And Joe Pesci. What are we haggling for? I'm talking to you like my own brother. He put his brother in a hospital with a heart attack. Betsy's Wedding. I wanted your wedding to be something you'd never forget. I don't think I could ever forget this. About a year ago, we gave this city Robocop. Ready for duty, partner? Nothing I'd rather do. I think he's worked out pretty well. Have a seat. This is a bust. But things have become a little rougher out there. This unit needs millions of dollars in parts. You see, Robocop's off warranty. He's one of mine. And I want him back on his feet. Oh. I believe that Murphy's case was unusual, but not unique. We can find someone else. Someone to whom the prospect might even be desirable. And now, we need a law enforcement unit capable of meeting the enemy on his own ground. She's screaming psychotic, sir. Well, we aren't planning to build a toy. I'm carrying enough firepower to get the job done. I got good news for you. You're going to have a chance for immortality. With great pleasure, I give you Robocop 2. Things will be a lot quieter with this boy around. That thing is a killer! Kane! Let's step outside. You! You're obsolete! Take it over, creep. I've only seen one of those two movies, and I'm ashamed to say it's not the one that reunited The Breakfast Club's Molly Ringwald and Ali Sheedy. One thing that's interesting about Betsy's Wedding is that its cast also included, once again, Catherine O'Hara, who, as we mentioned last week, cameoed in Dick Tracy, and Joe Pesci, each of whom would hit very big later in the year with one of, if not my very favorite movie from the entire decade, Home Alone. It also starred Alan Alda, who I grew up watching and loving as Hawkeye on MASH, so I should probably check it out. In music, the top songs on the Billboard charts were mostly the same as last week. Ice Cube's America's Most Wanted was enjoying its third and final week at the top of the hot rap chart. George Strait's Love Without End Amen was enjoying its third of five weeks at the top of the hot country chart. 
MC Hammer was in his third week with the number one album in the country, with the diamond selling Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, and had also claimed the top spot on the hot R&B and hip-hop chart, with the incredibly huge You Can't Touch This. I was shocked to learn this week that that song, despite being the most successful single of Hammer's career, off of one of the biggest albums in music history, only ever peaked at number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And in fact, it only even held the number one spot on the R&B and hip-hop chart for this one week. In my memory, it made a much bigger splash than those numbers represent. The number one song on the Hot 100 chart this week in 1990 for the second week in a row was Roxette's It Must Have Been Love. So I thought, just for a change of pace, and since so little else was happening 30 years ago this week, it'd be worth reviewing the other songs that were charting high. At number 10, up four spots from number 14 the week prior, was Taylor Dane's I'll Be Your Shelter, which wasn't great. At number 9, down one from number 8, was, as I mentioned, You Can't Touch This, which was great. Up three spots to number 8 this week was In Vogue's Hold On. Number seven was Ready or Not by After Seven. Number six was Madonna's Vogue, which had been in the top ten at that point for an impressive eight consecutive weeks. At number five, up five spots from number ten, was Do You Remember by Phil Collins. Number four was Wilson Phillips's Hold On. I do find it fascinating that two of the top eight songs in the country were both entitled Hold On. Holding strong at number three was Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison, which, as I've mentioned many times, I loved. And the number two song in the country, soon to be number one, was New Kids on the Block's massive hit single, Step by Step. We'll get into that song more over the next couple weeks. For now, that's pretty much it, though, friends. It was a light week in 1990 pop culture, but there is plenty more fun to come over the next few weeks and months. So be sure to join me again next week for episode 26. Thanks so much, as always, for subscribing, listening, rating, and reviewing this show, and for sharing it with other folks. If you haven't already, be sure to follow the show on Facebook and Twitter, at 30pop, and on Instagram, at 30poppodcast. So long, friends. Until next week, remember the poetry of Stanley Kirk MC Hammer Burrell. Legit. Either work hard or you might as well quit. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill U Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1990 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com. P.S. The answer, by the way, was C. Edward Van Halen.